Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Uh, we were having such good chats and uh, it didn't work out because I made a, a technological fox pax. So we'll never have it again. Who wants to be? No. We were talking about who wants to be a billion, a billionaire. Who, who wants, wants to, to be? be? Who um, wants to be? Wants to be? <laughs> a, a billionaire. You've got 500,000 pounds, but we don't want to give you that. No, we don't. We don't. No, we don't. We don't want to give you that back. We do it. Give me that. And he, and the way we, do you know, I always found it so belligerent the way Chris Tarrant would rip up the check. He would do it in a really belligerent way. Like, do you remember, do you remember Pat Kenny when the woman said oh, she didn't want the tickets? Oh, don't. When they don't do it. No, that was actual anger when he ripped up the tickets from the woman who said she didn't want the tickets to the toy show. Yeah. Can you imagine had Twitter been around when that woman said she didn't want the tickets to the toy show? The country would have been, forget the lockdown. Everyone would be like, I'd happily stay in my house if we can just lynch that woman. I'm sorry, woman, I don't want to lynch Poor you. Poor lady. But Jesus, I'm so glad social media wasn't a huge thing when that happened. Uh, because Pat took against her. He did took against her. Uh, but the same mm-hmm. way, in the same way, uh, I would watch, he would enjoy it too much. He would go for it too much, Chris. Chris Tarrant, who wants to be a billionaire? A billionaire. I think that he, the way he ripped it up was like, oh, l- literally 500,000 is nothing to me. Endemol gave me shares in this show when I agreed to host it. So I am now a... Not a billionaire. A billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. And I'm going to get an expensive divorce. So... I don't I, like... I. There's something about his, his style that I never was really into. There was that... Parent. Yeah. There was always something quite... Um, uh... There was a sort of a meanness, or so, it's hard to explain. I know people love him, so I can't, I can't say it. There's so, but there's, there's well, first there's the whole affair thing, or the which you know people's relationships break down all the time. People they, move on with do. their lives. That's fine. They do, yeah. But there's there there. I had a bit of a thing of that that, and it's then not bad for Ingrid, yeah, Ingrid, yeah, the wife. And then I had there's just a sort of a like um. A, a, a nastiness about a virus. He just strikes me as someone that could be mean, like. But then again, was it a was it a bit like that phase of of Chris Evans in the middle of TGI Friday, where you're like, he's got too much money now. He doesn't know that people have to go buy milk in the shop. You're just a bit mean now because you've got too much money. Was that it? Maybe that's Apparently, a bit. Is yeah. Evans has Evans has brought it back. He's brought it back to being a nice guy. Ha, yeah, I, I, ah, he has. He has because he has he has made a concerted effort to do it. I think. I wonder is that legit? Have you read his book? He's got a, no. he's got a couple of books. I read the first one, uh, and in fairness, like he's very good on the radio. And I went very and read good. the first one, and I would have been a big fan during the TGI days, during the good old days. Uh, but I read the book, and it seemed like the book was an entire. It was like he sat down and said, right. How am I going to reinvent, rehabilitate my entire name and who I am and my whole thing? How am I going to do that? Genuinely, though, it, it, and you reread it, it's like you get like 20 pages in, you're like, all right, man, just come on. There's no need for this. You know, just tell us the story. You don't need to be in this constant exercise of love me, love me. I'm lovely now. I'm lovely now. Right. Look at me now. I'm lovely. Uh, and even trying to rewrite the history in the sense that like, giving it a different spin or a different twist. 
it seems like there's the, the, he made a definite concerted effort mm. to just go, yeah. okay, I'm going to wipe it all clean and I'm going to be lovely now. Uh, which, well, that's because he can, because guess what? He's a billionaire. Who wants to be? I don't know if Chris Evans is a billionaire, is he? No, he's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire like Chris? Anyway, like I was saying, like I was about to tell you, your your friend Michael Sheen in that quiz TV show. Quiz. And I was saying the criticism that I was making about Michael Sheen, that he's, he's an impressionist, you know, and he's a... He's a panto actor that does good impressions. Get out. But you're in love with him. You and Sarah Silverman Get are in love with him. Out. In love. Uh, I'm in love with Sarah Silverman, though, in fairness. And there's I'm another. Uh, and, and Melissa, uh, what's her? Uh, Foya Andor or something like that. Have you seen her? She's a, an American comedian. Oh, she's, <gasps> M- Melissa something. Noya Andorra. It's a, it's a Mexican or, you know, it's a right. lat- Latino, Latin, Latina name. Latina name. And she uh, she does a brilliant impression of Sarah Silverman. She's so much so that she makes me love her as much as I love Sarah Silverman because she does such a good Sarah Silverman impression. Uh, I can see her with the shorts and the tights on right now. Yeah, look her up. Melissa. Guys, it, guys. She's so good. Oh, she's guys. so funny. Uh, we it, are not impressionists, everybody, as you can clearly tell. No. Uh, but anyway. No. My Michael Sheen impression is basically what everyone said because because you were talking about on this podcast you were talking about watching it quiz and it yep. being on that night or something and yep. then then we never spoke about it since but in all the reviews afterwards that I've read and heard about the show since it's been on is just what I said that he doesn't he doesn't capture the character of Tarrant at all it's literally who wants to be and we don't want to give you that it's just a, uh, the impression that's all it is maybe that's what he feels he is that Chris Tarrant is a parody of himself already so he's like how do you parry, yeah, parody you just a can't, parody you just can't you won't you won't let it go you won't let it no. you won't let a bad word be said about your boyfriend can't. himself and Beckinsale I just I love them both I love them both I loved her Harvey Weinstein stuff the story when I said oh. I loved it, it was sharp stuff um, right shall we look that up because obviously we're not talking about it but the Kate Beckinsale Harvey Weinstein stuff is incredibly Interesting. Oh me! Oh, you're t- telling our listeners to look it up. You just yes, yeah. that's this yes, because yes. Uh, the I, two listeners that we have. Hello, we've got more than two. Actually, I was looking at the I've, numbers. We're pretty. Do you know okay. what? Thanks for listening to us. Thank you. Never expected it, frankly. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of you out there. Still not a whole lot of emails. I must must be said. I, I would like to in, uh, turn it into this by emails sixbitspod at gmail That is your payment by telling us by t- your way your expression of. Uh, enthusiasm and enjoyment of the podcast it's free there's nothing else involved in this the only thing you have to do for us is send us an email uh, about anything you know, a story of, about anything. Yeah, anything washing machines your children neighbours cats anything whatever's going on in your life I, we want to know I do have a couple of emails but not you know we're not, we're not exactly swimming through them but um, the numbers are pretty good I'm, I was I was very surprised at the uh, number like in the thousands which is bizarre oh. utterly bizarre oh. Uh, yeah. Right, actually, actually, shall we now? Actually, actually, Let's shall we? Actually, uh, right. Sixbitspod at gmail I'm Ray Foley. There's Maureen O'Connell. Hello, and billionaire. I, I be a bill- I am, she's not a billionaire. I am not a billionaire. Who wants to be a billionaire? Billionaire. Maureen O'Connell wants to be a billionaire. Item one: It's Corona. This coronavirus is getting pretty serious, isn't it? You got there before me today. God damn you. My hair's doing a Conan O'Brien. 
Wow, I can oh. really feel it up there. That's the thing that Conan great... O'Brien's hair does, where like when he he shakes his head and it wobbles. He shakes his head. There's a great outtake with Conan O'Brien and uh, Alec Baldwin from Thirty Rock, where Conan breaks because he's like, "Stop looking at the top of my head, Alec. It's just a bit big today, okay?" Uh, on the coronavirus thing, there's a couple of things. Junior cert schools are today to be expected to be given the all clear to replace this year's junior cert with their own assessment assessments. See the story. Mm. Uh, yeah. Junior cert was due to begin on the 3rd of June. However, it's been cancelled. Who gives a crap about the junior cert? So what's going to be your own assessment? When are they going to do these assessments? Are they already built on the existing assessments or what? What they must have... It's all a bit unclear. What they must have done, you know, what they've done up to date so your, in class your, exams. Your mocks and your Christmas exams, maybe? Which for me would have been a nightmare. Yeah, same. I knew I'd pull it out of the bag the day of the exam but I didn't give a crap about the mocks I did terrible I, you know, I was really I was, I was the opposite in that I was really worried about the mocks uh, but I, right. I still ended up and I worked hard at them and I still ended up doing really badly in both the junior and the leave insert with the mocks I did really right, badly okay. but like I got I, I think I failed a couple of subjects in the mocks oh. and I worked at them and the next thing I pulled it out of the bag in the real deal do you know I keep on having dreams and it's always kind of happened but definitely during lockdown it's happening more where the leaving search is being sprung on me. And it's like, you've got to do the leaving search tomorrow. And I'm like, sorry, what now? But I finished school. It's happening all wow. of the time. And it's my leaving search chemistry bloody exam. Why did I pick chemistry? That's Why? weird. I hated it. I never went to class. Um, and it, it's happening all the time at the moment. I have it at least once, once every fortnight I'm having a dream about being told you have to do the leaving search tomorrow. A lot, Hate it. A lot of people do get leaving search dreams or being <gasps> naked, doing a leaving search and being naked or a leaving search or doing the leaving search. That's quite a common thing and I'd say it's pretty common during the stressy times that we're going through at the moment. Yeah. My one though is, did you ever get this? It's, it's specifically a radio thing and Kate gets it as well. Uh, is, for me, I, the well, the song is ending. I know somehow that the song is ending. Yeah. I can see the digital clock Display. of the like, yeah. there's one minute, 19 seconds left. The song is ending and I can't get to the microphone. And I'm not even necessarily in the radio station. Like I could be on the couch or in the kitchen with my fa- in the dream. I could be like in the back garden. I could be, yeah. I, I could be driving a car. It, it could be any weird, bizarre list of circumstances they're all stopping me from getting to the microphone. And I have to get to the microphone by the time the song ends because that's what I do. That's my living. That's what I do all the time. I need to be there at two, 3210 to go the name of the song, the name of the radio station and start talking. And like I have had, I've had, I've had whole nights of dreams where the song is ending or even the one dream where it's like gone on and on and on. And like a million things happen in the one minute and 19 seconds. That's horrid. Yeah. And it's like, I need to get an airplane. I need to get, I need to queue. I need to get through this uh, luggage. Lu- a, a luggage thing. I, I vividly remember luggage in the dream. Uh, I need to get a taxi. Um, my kids said, Daddy, what, I need you for this or this something. Or someone falls over. Just like constant, the countdown and I need to be on it. I need to. That's it's just, horrible. Oh, it's the worst. Considering I remember you missing your cue so much when you were on it. I air. was just about to say, <laughs> of all of the broadcasters in this country, 
I am the one that doesn't care if it ends. And I I'm not know. there. I remember one day listening to you. I was collecting someone from the airport in Shannon Airport. And this was when you were on Today FM, RIP. And you... Gone, but not forgotten. Um, it was when the national lunchtime news was still a thing. And you just strolled in. You could hear in the background someone was doing something. That was JP trying to learn how to throw up faders. And you come walking in going, sorry, lads, I was upstairs having my lunch. Did they finish early? I didn't miss it. I think they finished the news early. As JP's going, no, they didn't finish the news early. Had lovely lunch, though, but there was just dead air, complete dead air. And you strolling into studio. (laughs) And I just went. Good times. I like. I like that guy. I like. Someday I'll be friends with that someday. guy. Someday. Uh, someday. On the COVID, public may be advised to wear face coverings. Says Leo Varadkar as well. He says uh, we're not there yet. The public may be advised to wear face coverings in places where social distancing guidelines must be adhered to, but not compulsory. But no, maybe advised. Okay, ad- advice yeah. is that. Yeah. Okay, you can so you can cop out of it. Yeah. And there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, we're not there yet, says Leo Vradkar. Tishak says, ICU numbers still too high for restrictions to be li- li- lifted. For restrictions to be lifted. Uh, this is a bizarre thing that's going on at the moment. Have you found this? Or maybe have you found it? I, I haven't been out in, uh, in work with you. But, like, have you found it with colleagues or people you're chatting to or friends? That there seems to be an understanding among people. And I don't know where they're getting it from. That this Friday, there's going to be an announcement... And everything's going to go back to normal again. Which is... N- no. That's two days away. The amount of people I've what? been speaking to in the last couple of days. And there, everyone seems to be under this impression. I don't know who said it. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if the, the government has said some sort of... Or, or, or led somebody up the garden path. Or there's been some allusion to it. Lads, they, we're looking at this for months. There's no but way that there's... There's an article this morning saying restrictions won't be lifted because ICU numbers are still too high. This is what I'm reading here, yeah. But so, I, I don't know where... There's, apparently there's going to be... The, are they saying that they're going to work out what this, the plan did is Did you find... To, did you did you hear this on WhatsApp? I'm talking about people. Maybe? No, 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 what? No, WhatsApp. Like, like people, like just chatting to people. To like yeah, colleagues man. and stuff. It's like, yeah, we'll see what happens on Friday. It's like, dude, there's, there's no way they're going to all of a sudden turn around on Friday and go... Yeah, job done. Rub their hands together, walk away. Not happening. I think maybe they're going to announce the plan. Is that it? That like they're going to announce what the plan is going to be. But we're well, we're a long way off from. I assume the plan will be, as we've spoken about on the show before, um, is that they'll re- they'll extend it by another two weeks, not more than three, because psychologically we can't take it. Right. So they have to give it to us in increments. I certainly don't think that there's going to be any easing of restrictions. And if there is, you're going to see a Murren-shaped hole in the M7 mm. as I tear it down to get some quiche and limerick. <laughs> like, I'm, it's going to be like road runner. I'm not going to even use the car. I'm just going to, like, Fred Flintstone it through with the wheels. I'll be going like that down the M7. Meep, meep. From Mary's, meep. Mary's quiche. Mary's quiche. Quiche, quiche, quiche. Uh, and finally, on the COVID, so we get all the COVIDs wrapped up all in one go. Jesus, uh, Ray. Apparently, apparently. Ray, Ray, this COVID. This, Jesus, getting this is getting serious, serious, isn't it? It's certainly serious for Boris Johnson. He has oh. he, he gets a dose of the COVID, comes out with a baby. Uh, by the way, didn't it feel like they announced that Carrie Simmons was pregnant four minutes ago? Because that's what they did, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It was like, how pregnant was she? How many months uh, was he trying to get out of it before? To be like, it's not my baby. We live together, but it's not my baby. Yeah. Because I, people, I've seen it all day. 
And it's like, are we congratulating him on his fifth, sixth or seventh child? Does anyone mm. know? Who knows we, the numbers? No one knows the numbers. That so many women have have agreed to procreate with that man. Well, I don't know. I mean, what, what is the discussion? I mean, it's like, do you hereby do you hold your hand in the air, agree to procreate? Great. Uh, with me do you agree to pr- it's going to be interesting in a few years time when all the kids get together it's not their fault who they're this daddy, is fishy so. they, they announced their engagement at the end of last year following a year long relationship it says here uh, sure you're young you're there's a there's a bit of Dominic Cummings revisionist Chris Evans history inside there I think they reveal that they're expecting their first child in February they've been living together in in Downing Street since July uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah. get COVID, get uh, get pregnant. Get COVID, get a baby. Instant. Go into hospital with COVID, leave with a baby. All right. I hope she's, I hope Carrie's all right. I hope you're all, I hope you're all right. And best of luck to the, the, the little child. Little, little Johnson. <laughs> little John, little Johnson. It was his little Johnson that got us into this trouble in the first place. Hey-o. Hey-o. Thank you very much indeed. Moving Hey-o. on. Number two. We've got some... Stats today, Ray. Stats. From Stats. the CSO. Love when the CSO drops some knowledge on us. And this is all about marriages. Oh, okay. And the number of marriages last year. So this year, there's going to have been four because no one's able to Oh, get right. Married. Okay. So that's that's kind of what's happening. But there was a pile of weddings last year. Over 20,000 marriages in Ireland last year. What kind of, uh, where does that lie in terms of previous years or anything? Do you know that? I do. All right. Uh, we are slightly up. Okay. On marriages, but also partners are generally older when they're getting married. Oh yeah. According to it, right? I'd say that's a trend in general over the last ten years or so. Is it that people, younger people, don't give a crap about marriage, and then pe- yeah, because it's so bloody expensive. Not just that. It's like who cares? Who's, who's thirty three and wants to get married? I mean, I know. Yeah. But you can just like live together. And then eventually you get married. You'll have kids. You'll have a couple of kids. You'll have a mortgage. You'll have a couple of cars out in the driveway and five dogs before you ever go. And most people, I think, in this day and age, actually, it's only like a kind of, I think an awful lot of people, actually, in my experience, it's when their kids eventually go, so, mom, when are you and dad ever going to yeah, get married? Yeah, good point. Yeah, I, but good point. I, I think an awful lot of modern Irish people are kind of like, meh. So there's that. And then there's also like people just not caring about marriage really in general. Sorry, go on. But there's still a lot of, like, you know, 40,000 people getting married. But you said 40,000? You said 20,000 people a minute ago, did you? That's marriages. 20,000? 20, 20,000 marriages, two people in a marriage. All right, okay. There you go, Ray. Jesus. All right. Now, I know I know there were some, was it last year, a few years ago, a woman got married to a ghost pirate. I understand that. There were people trying to get married to... You know their their exhaust pipes. Can I get? We've all can I get seen married? that late night Channel Four documentary. Everyone, people who were in love with the grills of their car. I'm getting married to my iPad. Like, I'm going to get married to my iPad. I love my iPad. It's a bit of a bit no friction there now, Ray. At all. No, I'll make it work. <laughs> um. So for the average age of a man getting married, uh, when he's getting married to a woman. That is uh, 36.8 years. Wow. Up from 36.4 in 2018. And then a gay man getting married is 39.8. And that's down from 40.1 years. The wow. previous year. Okay. So gay men are getting married. Younger women. Uh, uh, well, men. I'd say the gay thing is probably. Because it's new. 
Uh, no, I'd say when it was new, you're talking about a lot of older people that had been together for a long time. Years. Then getting married course. when the floodgates opened and that would, would have pushed up the numbers for a couple of years, the averages for a couple of years ago. Whereas yeah. now, all those old gays are married and then people are, the younger the young gays, ones. the younger gays are bringing up the rear, so to speak. Not a gay, not a gay joke. Not a gay joke. No. Didn't, didn't, not a gay joke. A good few, actually, I've got a few gay mates who are, like, they're, yeah, they're young getting married now, next year. A few of them have to push it out, obviously. Uh, women <laughs> get married to men, um, 34.8 years. And this is up from 34.4. Uh, wow. And for lesbians, uh, the average age of a woman is 39.3. And that's up from 38.7. Old lesbians. Well, not old, but older than not anybody old. else getting married. Old, old. Older than everybody else getting married. So I'm going to ask you, the most popular day to get we- to get married last year, what do you reckon it was? Oh, crap. It's either New Year's Eve, is it? Or... No, most popular day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. The day of the week. It would be a Friday or Saturday. Saturday. Friday. Mm, there you go. Friday so you do has the, become... You do the Friday and then you get the the Saturday. You also get it cheaper on a Friday than you get a Saturday or Sunday. And and then you get the weekend out of if you've done the Friday. I think Fridays have become as expensive as Saturdays. I don't know. I was I got married 12 years ago. You got ago. married a long time <laughs> a ago. A million years ago. So I think they've gotten uh, more expensive. Uh, the most popular month to get married... May, June, July. You can't just keep on saying words. Well, I'm saying months. The words, the the words are the names of months. You were so close. August. But not a billionaire. Give me, give me, give me, give me back that check, Ray. I'm just gonna rip that up. We don't want to give you that. We don't want to give you that. It's August. I said August. You said August after May, June, and July. Yeah, I said, so said August. You didn't get it straight away. Most popular. Forms of ceremony for a man and a woman getting married? Oh, good old traditional Catholic wedding walking down the aisle. It is, but you know what? The the it's, the, the, reg- the civil th- registration's coming up the rear. They're creeping up there. 40, 45% of straight people got married in the church mm. and 30.6% That's good. That's encouraging. I, I got married. I did a civil ceremony. And the, back in the day. Back, well, <laughs> I didn't get married in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, you got married when you were in, but a child. 2007? But a child, right? I was a but baba. A child. Yeah, 20, a I was a whole 10 years younger than the average male age now. Insane. God, you were so young. I know. So Here's young the thing, no one married. ever said it. No one ever said, do you not think you're a bit young? Like, no one said it. I suppose people are just too polite. I don't know. Very young. We take the piss out of our... Uh, I've only got two mates who got married quite young, like straight out of college sort of stuff. And we all took the piss out of them. Just being like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you from America? What's what's going on here? Is this a shotgun wedding? What What's happening here? But no, very happy marriages. I, the thing is, yeah, I suppose it's a funny it's a funny old one. If I could go back, there's definitely pros and cons. The pros are, it, obviously, it's my life. I love my life. So... That's the biggest pro. I love my life yeah. and I love my wife and I love everything that has happened. But there is, I mean, the only reason you wouldn't do it is to experience more of life and other people and other relationships, right? That's why, right. th- you know, unless you just don't get married, you like stay together. and conti- As someone who has never been married and had very few people or experiences in her life, that's not always the case. Oh, yeah, but that's that's the only, uh, after yeah. the fact, like 13 years on now, that's the only thing that you will be like, 
well we're, I'm thinking about that uh, about hypotheticals that don't even I'm thinking about yeah. I think you were right to lock it down I think so there, there is that's, but that's what it, that's, that's what it was it was locking her down because I can pretty because we had we had and still do have an amazing relationship a really great relationship yeah. right and the only reason which isn't a legitimate reason to end that relationship or not get, not get married and ultimately then probably end that relationship would be to just to see what else was out there. Yeah, no. And that's, that's not legitimate. legitimate. But no. even at 26, it's, I suppose you, we could have waited another four years till I was 30 or something. But then well, we're still the in the same boat. Like, you know. Yeah, so, uh, I agree. That, but, if there's yeah. one thing you change about your wedding, the actual wedding, because well, I don't think I'll ever do it. But if I do, I'll wait for years so that people aren't sick of the wedding. Mm. You know, uh, it'll be like, it'll be a novelty. But what, what's the one that, is there anything you'd change? There's a few things I'd change. Oh. I wouldn't bow to pressure from, uh, this is an ongo- a common thing that everyone experiences, like who you have to invite. Invite who you want to invite and don't invite who you don't want. Don't invite who you don't want to invite. And there's always like, there's still there's still issues over anyway. I'm not getting into it. But I know, but it's there's the always second, issues. Just invite who you want to invite. Four times removed. But, but in fairness, we didn't do any of that. We didn't invite any cousins because we uh, we were having a small wedding. So okay, because uh, we were children and we couldn't afford a wedding. Good <laughs> so, point. Good point. So uh, small wedding, no cousins, that kind of. Thing. But it, but just just invite who you want to invite. Invite the people who you think should be there. See, that's my issue. Second, right? put a bit of work into a wedding. speech. Uh, I didn't do that. I was like, I'll just have the crack with it. And oh. in fairness, I did have the crack with it and I do enjoy it. But like when you consider that I'm never going to be getting married again. Uh, the, I, but I didn't have that feeling. I never had that sense at any point in the, the wedding of like, this is it. This is momentous. I never really. Yeah. I never have that anyway in, in life. I mean, even when my kids were born, it's like, okay, this is happening now. But I never have the sense of a huge change or, do you know, like. I- totally get what you're saying when people go on about these experiences that they've had and how they're life changing I'm yeah. like no it just happened it's just something that happens now my life did change if I was you know my life did uh, if, from the minute Matthew was born my life changed utterly but I had no sense of that at the time yeah I totally get what yeah. you're saying but yeah. loads of people yeah. do this crap particularly men do this crap of like it was only when I held my baby in my arms for the first time that I realised nothing was... I was like, me whole. Like, I never had that. I was like, okay, there's a baby here now. Hello. This is... This is... Like, today, this hour is definitely going to be different to what it would have been without a baby. And then the next hour... And then so... I know I've been doing thousands of hours ever since. Do you ever think that there's... Because I'd be like you in that way. And you know when you read these pieces about people who have had these life-changing experiences and holding their child for the first time or whatever. Yeah. Do you ever think that there's something wrong with with our souls? Yeah, with me, my soul yeah, and I, your soul. Yeah. I, I always think I'm dead. I'm like, am I dead inside? Why don't I get that that bit? When people ask, you know, a moment that changed your life. I'm like, I don't know, my mom's quiche. Like genuinely, yeah. I don't... I think I could be a bit dead inside. No, but I, but I could say that now though, you see. But... But I couldn't say that I felt it at the time. I could certainly say when when Matthew arrived, it was a moment that changed my life. 
but yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. the feeling of it. The Sorry, fe- yeah. the emotion. I do the feel like no. I, I've I said this to my. This was something that we went so over. Do you think a lot. there's something wrong with us, or do you think people are lying? Well, here's the thing. I was speaking to this. This uh, I've done a lot of therapies, you know. Yes. And uh, at one point, this was something we went over quite a bit. This sort of oh, this different, uh, this feeling of differentness. And we concluded that no, it's not. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no. There's no. Uh, some people just experience stuff differently. But it's, it, you're not wrong. You're not a sociopath or a psychopath or there's no discon. Because there's a lot of things that like I just don't care about. Occasion tell you like when we're having a row, I don't. This is different. This is different. This is disconnected again now from what we were just saying. But it's yeah. It's another thing. It's a different thing. But it's again. It's a about a disconnect that like I don't emotionally invest in rows. At all, right? I yeah. I don't. Maybe 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 that's changing actually as I get older. But you're cold in a row because I don't care. <laughs> I know, but you're cold, man. It's your look, his whole face, just it's stone. It's like, are you are you from Easter Island? What has just happened anyway, to your face? We're not going to go over the way I row, okay? <laughs> or the way either of us row, okay? <laughs> but. Or relive any of our rows. We're not going to do that, word. No, let's not. <laughs> but what I will that. say is, and this is something that Kate struggles with, and the, the boys to a certain extent as well now, because, well, Andrew is very like me and that he would be the same as me and that he's, he'll happily have a row and the ra- there's, no conne- there's no emotional connection to the row. It's like... Yeah, okay. It's, whereas Kate will get upset with... Kate doesn't like being in a row and nor does Matthew in that like there's a real thing happening here that has real consequences and can really upset the dynamics of our lives for the, either the rest of the day or the rest of the week yeah. whatever whereas for me it's like I could have a row now and in five minutes once we mostly resolve this or at least kind of reach some sort of a, a even an impasse that we can work beyond I'm like, okay, it's that row is over now, and it's over now. Yeah. Whereas they have they, so, and again, they, this was something we talked about with the shrink, and uh, not we talk, I talked about with the shrink, and uh, again, it he was, talks to his therapist, and then he tells me things, and he helped because I don't have enough money to go to a therapist, so he, so where he's like, so this is what happened today, and I'm like, let me take my notes. Uh, yeah. Go to therapy if you need to. By the way, very important. Basically, I only go to therapy with Warren's stories, and yeah. <laughs> and thank you for all the help you've given me over the years. So, uh, yeah, she just uh, recently finished up her job. And uh, I, I mean, I just recently finished up my <laughs> job. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah, apparently, again, it's just the way different people, di- different people react Process. to things in different ways. That's all it is. Mm. It's And it's not a thing that you're a psychopath or you're a weirdo or you're odd. It's just a different way of processing things. Yeah. Uh, I don't go oh. to, I haven't been to a shrink in a long time, in fairness. She, she left. Did I tell you that? Yeah, no, this is she my quit. favorite thing about your therapist. She quit. I broke my therapist. <laughs> the day I met Ray and he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, my therapist has quit. I almost I think I almost the, the insomnia went over me. I fell on the floor. I thought it was hilarious. Here's the thing. I, like, uh, I didn't need to be going to her anymore. Uh, and it was I, I would go for top ups kind of every six weeks or so. Yeah, I, I had a very bad time. And I went to her on the regular, like even weekly, during the very bad time for quite a while. And mm-hmm. then we eventually weaned it. And then I stopped. And then 
there were moments then in the stopping, which was like, and she kind of checked in on me. It was like, hey, you want to come back at all? Let me know. And I was like, actually, I think I will. I'll go back for at least one session. And I, then I started yeah. doing it monthly again. And then uh, eventually she, she would do this thing where it was sort of her conclusion at the end of every session, which was like, so listen, if you want to book in another session, you do that and I'll leave that up to you. Thus saying, I'm not telling you to come back because I don't know if you need to come back sort of thing but if you want to yeah. come back to, to continue to talk so I had I, in fairness it really whereas me in therapy would be like tell me what to do do I fuck another yeah, yeah. session I I'm going to need a whole I'm going to need a whole other session to, to discuss my if my, I need another session yeah. uh, so but in fairness for me it really it really it was like keeping topped up and particularly with her because she knew all of the really dark like the really 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 bad times she had been there with me on a weekly yes. basis through it so in order to go in then and like every six weeks even two months and like even now there's nothing really in my life now that is really giving me really like heartbreaking stuff or there's no those are problems in my life now but I could still go in t- tomorrow and feel better for having had for having cleared through some stuff. And also there's a, a sort of a to-do list prior to a session, even if it's mm. two months away from the last one, which is she's going to ask certain questions and you're going to have to have the answers to them before you go in and uh, and and answer them. And yeah. you, you would find you don't, you should, but you don't actually ask yourselves th- those questions enough. Like, how are you? How yeah. are you actually on a scale of one to 10? How are you? What is making you feel like that? What is the solution that you can propose to yourself to make mm-hmm. yourself feel better from what you're like? If that's if you're feeling bad, what is it? Yeah, th- but in yeah. A, something that is so important for people. People don't do to, it. People to acknowledge when there's something wrong. I'm very bad at that. I just bury it deep down. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just having a cup of tea. There's nothing wrong with me. But to acknowledge what is wrong with you. Because I can, I think an awful lot of people can can do it after the fact, but in the moment of there being something wrong with you, like whether that's going on for a day, a week, a month, uh-huh. or a year, it's very hard to confront yourself with those things. And that's where therapy and counselors and psychotherapists and psychiatrists, that's why they're so important, because they make you confront things that you are burying. Yeah. And I, I think the service they provide and what they do. I think it's amazing. I think it's honestly amazing for people and, and it's something that we need to, as a society, be happier with with uh, with being open about it and going. I know people, you know, talk about it, but if you're going to a therapist, it's a good thing. Yeah, it it, it is. It it took me a long, long time. I started when I was very young. I guess I got married and then I started therapy the next day. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I started very. It wasn't a long after, actually, in fairness. But it, there was no. It was when Kate got pregnant with Matthew. Actually, was when I I, yeah. I started, and um, life got real then. I suppose with and I became a very different person. Uh, and uh, there was sort of the conflict then between my professional life and how I make my money still yeah and who I am as a person and who completely. I who I am as Matthew's dad even though he was a fetus <laughs> during and completely Kate's but husband. it's your persona versus the reality yeah there's that and there's also uh, you know if I think that if you're single or you don't have kids I suppose you can probably continue being a 
uh, two-dimensional character because you are in your 20s. You're the, you're a kind of a an avatar of your what you would like you, yourself to be. All right, don't look so pointedly at me on that one. I'm looking at Skype. I'm not saying no. But I'm saying in your 20s, you can do like you can do that. You have that luxury of doing that. But once you become someone's um, parent, Person. parent, yeah. yeah, then you need to. And that that was that was massive. That was ma- and in then in the way that it then it just anyway it all fell apart. My my brain fell apart. So uh, I start. I've I've done a lot of different different ones. Um, but this is the the one that I've landed on. Everyone talks about it. CBT. Do CBT. Cognitive behavioral therapy, therapy, which is quite practical. And for me, it works in the sense that there is a sort of a like. Let's talk about and work out what the problem is, and then h- what do we do about solving or not solving addressing the problem do you know so what are the things that we can actually do and Mm. then you can apply an awful lot then of like if there are things you're worried about that you can't actually do then we move into like other phases of how do we sort it like for instance i don't have i i I, do you need to go and re if it's career related or work related do you Mm. you need to go and spend the next year two years getting get becoming trained up in another profession yeah, there's that practic- practicalness, and then there's also then stuff that from when you were a kid, they go and look at all that as well. And then there's a, a sort of a the practical. It's always quite practical. So, like, let's say this: there, I was picked on a lot when I was a kid. So, uh, not by my parents, but by other other people. I was picked. I was just yeah. bullied. You know, Every, everyone is, but I just dealt with it really badly, and it got worse because of the way I was dealing with it. But anyway, I because I was picked on as a kid, they can go back and they can just go. The way you're reacting to this person saying this to you and work and the reason you feel so crap and the, the way then that that happened and that happened and that happened. Did you ever consider the, that you spent 13 years of your childhood just being picked on all the time and this is your way and this is all bringing it up? For, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. So that's like, so then just just practically then, again, it comes back to the practicalities. It's like practically deploy that to your yeah. thinking. The other thing as well that I learned from from her the single thing that, that I learned like in the last several years uh, from her was in a few instances, she said, why don't you just talk to the person? <laughs> and uh, that's something I never did, which was no. which was like, uh, uh, like you're, you're an adult. You're an adult. They're an adult. And it mm-hmm. seems from your description of it that they are being very unreasonable. So the only thing you can do as an adult for this to go away from your head is to put it on them. So if if they're act, no one can be so unreasonable as an adult to hear another adult say to them, we've had this exchange or this is going on and I don't want it to be going on anymore. Yes. And then then it no longer is in your head anymore. Then it's, it's theirs. Gone. Yeah. It's, it's gone into theirs. But being able to do something like that, it's quite confronting. Not only because CBT is making you confront things that you don't want to think about, which was bullying. You didn't want to think about it at the time and you certainly don't want to think it's got a reflection on who you are as a person now. But also, when you're being told by someone, just talk to them. To build up the courage to talk to a person, to say, hold on, let's have a chat about this exchange. It's a lot. It's hard to do. So it is something that if you've been given the tools to do it, that's amazing. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it's an incredibly intimidating thing to be like, okay, I can be strong enough to do this. 
because it, yeah. it's very hard. It's funny like, in the few times I've to... done it, and I suppose yeah, I suppose she has given me that help. That 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 that's absolutely the, the. I've only ever done it as an exercise in. Well, I've it's like a prescription. Like it's like you have to take the drug, and then to... then this is the thing. So it's almost like her saying, "Well, you have to talk to the person." And I've mm-hmm. I've even since I've finished with her, I've gone. What would sort of like what would she say? Uh, and I've gone, well, I clearly just need to just say it to the person and the, yeah, say, say your bit, say your part. Yeah. And then if the person then has problems, you have been a reasonable human. You have been an adult, a human uh, 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 about it, yeah, d- sorted it out or cleared the air or whatever it is. And then it's on them then. And there's nothing you can do about it. But, uh, but I've done it as an exercise in, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this feeling anymore. So, I'll just shovel it off and then it's not my it's not my feeling anymore. And it genuinely it genuinely works. If you're dealing with adults, if you're dealing with kids now or something else, it's a whole other problem. No, that's but that's not it. If you're dealing with, a, with, with and usually it's a kind it's a sort of a clearing of the air a lot of the times because it's you know It can be, but also a lot of people don't react like that. As in this is something that people are learning. This is a learned behavior that you have whereas an awful lot of people would react will just ignore it. I have not speaking, I've been in a room where Ray said his feelings out to someone else. All right. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was brilliant. I wanted to hide under a chair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I, no, I have no were, recollection of this. Maybe you go were on. perfectly calm. And you were talking to someone who was going, who had just wrong end of the stick. And you were perfectly calm going, hold on a second now. This is such and such a thing. And they lost it. Like they absolutely lost it. And there was a pile of us in the, a few of us in the room. And we all just wanted to slide under our chairs. It was like, oh God, this is horrible. But you dealt with it in such a calm way. But it's just that we don't have the tools to do that as adults. I think an awful lot of people. Yeah. There, as in yeah. to be adult about it, to go, okay, you said this, I've said this. Because the other person just got really angry because you called them on their shit. And it was, they were in the wrong. Like we were all there going, what are you talking about? But you were strong enough to say it to them. Oh, right. I, I'll I, tell you off air I, exactly I, I, I don't recall this. I can probably make a, a, a fist. It's either one of two people, so uh, I can only imagine. But the thing, <laughs> yeah, the other thing as well is that I've learned from therapy is that uh, it, you need, we all need to be told you're an adult. Uh, yes. Because we have slid, particularly modern life as well, uh, uh, has, has meant that we've all sl- slowly slid or slimed our way into adulthood. Uh, and there's like, by a kind of a, you know, you know, kids slime. That If you leave it there, it kind of slowly just... Flubber. Creep, yeah. flubber. We've flubbered our way from our late yeah. teens through our 20s. And now it's this adulthood sitting in front. By the way, I know this is like, this is a problem that, not a problem, this is a situation or a fact of humanity. This has been the case. Like my dad has told me this as well. But there was a time though, when men were told... Now you're going out to provide and you're a man now. And that's it. And there was seemed to be an understanding then. But that that's not the case in modern life that all of us, male and female, that it's like we're all of us. It's no one ever. It's like, no, I'm still I'm still 17 as far as. See, I'm, that's the thing. There is. It's such a funny thing in what's happened in the last century and a half, because there's an kind of an infantilization of life because there was there was no such thing as teenagers. Yeah. Up until like the 1890s, that just wasn't a thing. It's just go out and do some work or get knocked up. And there you go. And then next thing we've got teenagers. And now 
I certainly feel it. Like I still very much feel the child of my parents. Uh huh. Yeah. And I am a grown ass adult. It's like, what? I can't. Oh, I haven't set up my like. Have you set up a revolution account? That's happened. My mother has asked me, "Have you set up your re- revolution account?" No. Uh-huh. She'd probably go off and do it quicker than I would. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have like I'm Peter Panning my way through bloody life, and I don't think I'm alone in it. I do think marriage and babies do make people grow up. That's not the route I've decided to uh-huh. take. Um, that didn't happen for me though, for the record. Like that, that, that didn't. Uh, yeah, maybe no, it's very not slowly true. it did. Maybe yeah. slowly it did in certain ways, but I still don't feel like even with two kids and they're big babies now. Like I still never got that feeling. Maybe my job though does help. I mean, if I if I had an office job and a miserable commute and that kind of crap that really wore me down. I might be a bit more of an adult in other yeah. ways. But, uh, but you know, I have to go on the radio every day and go, man, I love that Dua Lipa song. Now let's take the pace out of something. Joy. And now don't you dare, because he really does love that Dua Lipa song, everybody. Yeah. Just to let you know, if you listen to him on Red FM, myself and Ray love Dua Lipa's love new it. album. It is love amazing. It. Uh, anyway, wh- sorry, where were we? Then? We started with me asking what's the most popular month for people to get married in. And now we've gone down a whole other route. But mental health is very important. And we know um, at all times, by the way, I know it's very difficult at the moment as well. Yeah. But it's, it's important at all times to mind yourself, watch yourself, reach out. And talk to people. We're only moving on to number three. Let's see if I can bang through a couple of these. I'll do number three anyway. Number three. Uh, Irfan Khan has died at the age of 53. Here's Irfan Khan, you'll wonder. And uh, he was in Slumdog Millionaire, Bollywood actor. Uh, he was one of those Bollywood actors that successfully made the leap over to Hollywood. And you will know him uh, as... Can I get... Yeah, sorry, go on. Because he's done pretty much all of those big... Ro- Jurassic World. Yes! Irfan Khan, yeah. Jurassic World. He was the multimillionaire who owned the island. He took it Mr. over Mazzarani. from Richard Attenborough. Yes. Yeah. And he, he was in the helicopter. Yeah. I'm going to take these. Yeah. That was a bit racist there, that bit, given that the man has died here. That is, I will take this. <laughs> what did you... I, I didn't hear that. Your racism. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I will, t- I I, I will take this. Is that what you said? I didn't say that. What did you say about fly, flying the helicopter? Find the helicopter and I'll do this. I didn't say it in an accent. I think you did. I bloody right. didn't. Okay. Uh, millionaire. That's the only accent I'm doing today. Uh, yeah, your friend Michael Sheen will be playing him if your fan can in the <laughs> biopic. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man and the Adventure Fantasy Life of Pi. So all those. Uh, any basically Hollywood movie that required an Indian actor, he was he, in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh Sadly, he passed away. He had it wasn't COVID related. It was um, a colon infection. His spokesman but said he, he must be very young. Fifty three, he so healthy, five three. God, because oh, Jurassic World wasn't that long ago, and he was looking super in that colon cancer. Well, it's better. It's it's better. Not colon. It's a, a colon infection. Is what it said. Not, oh not God, cancer necessarily. Uh, Sounds nice. Yeah, and he crashed into the aviary. Do you remember that? Uh, I do remember that. That was a good movie. Chris Pratt, and what a charming son of. Uh, number four, number, number four, four. N- 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 number f- number four. Do you want to do number four? Um, yes. Okay, let's talk about Amy Schumer and her child. All right, Jean. I roll. Go on. What? Jean Attel. Who's this What's new Amy Schumer girl on Netflix? Have you seen any of her clips? Uh, they're promoting her at the moment. I don't know. If she, I don't know if her show is out yet. Uh, very funny show. Very funny clips I've seen of her. She's like a skinny girl. Like it's basically uh, this girl is just ripping off, not ripping off, but like 
course she's not ripping off. She's a comedian doing comic sketches. But the gist of it is like Amy Schumer's old sketch show. Uh, at sketches, uh, very I loved that show. Very yeah, very funny, very well written. Uh, there's one of them which is um, uh, middle or uh, it's like she's a person, she's a trainer doing a fitness video for men, middle aged men who don't want who don't want to look too good or who used to be. You'll have to look it up. Who used to be in shape in college or something like that. She's you've, she, you've, she's very very funny. It's going to be in your. It's either out already on Netflix or it's coming out soon. But she's very very funny. Anyway, sorry, Amy Schumer. We need to find out who it is. Anyway, Amy Schumer. She named her child who she had last year, two years ago. Jean Attle. Attle is the name of her best friend. He's a comedian. He was in train wreck with her. Dave Attell or Attell Attle or Attell. Were you there? Anyway, were you there when we interviewed her? Yes, I was there when we interviewed Amy Schumer, and the whole gang, Bill Hader. Uh, Amy Schumer. They were all there from Trainwreck. The red-haired you, girl. You didn't. Uh, Vanessa Bayer. I liked her. She was lovely. I, she was fab. She was lovely. And, and they, uh, who was the director? Was the director there as well? He was lovely too. Yeah, they were all drunk. Oh, no, he was a bit rude and she was... Who? Judd Apatow? Was it Judd Apatow that direct, directed it? It was, yeah. He was yeah, there. He was, was great. He was very good. And, uh, he was charming. He was a charming, charming best. And uh, the he was cool, and the 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 red haired lady who's in Will and Grace, Vanessa, and a lot of other Saturday Night Live, yeah, she was lovely. Uh, and Bill Hader, less so, and Amy Schumer, like thoroughly. And I was so excited to be meeting her. Uh, I liked her. Mm, she's That's grand. I, I she, I, I, anyway, they were very drunk. Yeah, fair enough. Go on. They were very drunk. Anyway, so she had a baby, and the baby's name had to be changed, which she announced a couple of years ago because Jean Attel Fisher was the baby's name. Yeah. And the baby sounds like Jean Attel, Jean Attel, genital. <laughs> so she didn't realise this. Jean Attel, genital. Because you, That's you never a bit say, of a stretch. Gen- you never say your middle name. Like you just, it's like Jean Fisher. That's his name. Uh-huh. So Jean, Jean Attel Fisher. She was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I've got to change his name. So she changed his name, his middle name to David, because she was like, I gave my son the name genital. This is terrible. So people have been like, she knew what she was doing. Like, she must have known what she was doing, like for a laugh to name her child genital and then to change it. So she was on uh, Howard Stern and she was just like, no, I was tired and I was wrecked. And We had the first name. I looked at my mate. I said, we'll give him your second name. We're grand. We're done. Why would anyone possibly think that I would give my child the name genital to start off in life as a joke, as a comedy bit for me yeah. to put him through school I think, and the whole yeah. life of misery just for me to have a joke for the while. Now, everyone might be wondering, but your mother named you Murrin. I why get would it. it. Why she would an adult do that? She was having a joke. Yeah. Yeah. She was having a laugh and she's been having a laugh over that name for years. What's your middle name? Amy Schumer. I don't have one. <laughs> Worse again. So my father, my father hated the name so much that he was like, "If you're calling her that stupid name, she's not having a middle name because it's too long." What are your other siblings' names? Neve, Grand, Deirdre, Brian, and then Warren. Right, so they're not even particularly like difficult or like no, it's not like Sive or you no, know. She'd always Maeve, wanted Maeve this name. spelt the weird way. They're Irish light names. Not Warren. Warren's a full-on no, no. Irish name. The rest of them are Irish light names. Yeah. And my name 
is full on no one can say your name. No, your 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 name is full on Peg Sayers, uh the the lads with the acoustic guitar and the accordion in the corner of the pub, uh hot toddies. Uh, well, it's not genital though, so you know that's okay. Smoke, uh, the smoke room filled with smoke from the peat, the peat fire, from the turf fire. I know people who have called their name more, called their kid Murin because of me, and I feel really bad. I'm like, lad. Oh, Although I love, no, I love my name now. Okay, I love my name now. But when I first got into radio RIP, I was asked, "So what are we going to call you? What's your new name going to be?" And I was like, "No, nah, not going to happen." And they spent. Weeks try to get me to change. Number six. We've got a new postman. I was expecting more from the look on your face there now, Raymond. I really was. Warren. A new postman. We've got a new Sorry. postman and he is cute. Is he? Is he? he is. OMG. He, yeah. He's there. There is one delivery man. I think he's DPD or Parcel Force or something that, that would be on his route occasionally. And he's good looking. Like he's good looking in that like he plays soccer twice or three times a week with the lads and he uses a bit of gel in his hair. And, All right, yeah. And by the way, this is the curtain twitching of lockdown, which is going on here. So, of course. so the only fresh people we see are the, the delivery people. <laughs> so this fella looks after himself and he, he was he has been the best looking of the delivery people until what who can I I can only describe this guy's new. Knocked on the knocked on the door earlier. He must be new because usually they ring the doorbell and just walk away. But yeah. he was standing there looking resplendent in the in the rain. He was like Hugh Grant as I opened the door. Now hold on now. Oh Hugh Grant and four weddings and yeah. a funeral. Is that what we're Stand, no, we're, that's not um, who he looks like, but it was like it was raining. He was standing there in the rain with my parcel in his hand. I'm not enjoying the rain, by the way. No, it's uh, yeah. Not enjoying it. So go on. equate him to someone. Tom Holland. Okay. Tom what? Holland is a good looking young man. Tom Holland from Spider-Man? Yeah. See, once you become a woman of a certain age, you can't look at anyone like that and be like, oh, they're riding. He's very, Tom Holland is very good looking. This guy's, he's this guy's not. Older. He always looks like he's got marbles in his mouth. Tom Holland, he's so good looking. Tom Har- Holland, the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Now, no, hang on. So, so, now, you see, I, the thing is, I'm talking about Tom Holland now. There's photographs of him here as... Young a Peter child. Parker, yeah, but like I mean, like now he's hosting a Marvel pub quiz tonight that you that you can play. Oh my god, uh, Tom Holland! <laughs> oh my god, I love you, Tom Holland. Ah, oh, he's so good looking. He's so good looking. How old is Tom Holland? Like 24, 25? He's a good looking man. Anyway, he's yeah. I'd say this fellow's about twenty five to thirty. A very good looking young man as well. This uh, postal delivery individual. That's all. Ah. That's all I've got to say. I was like, <laughs> do you know what I? I answered the door. Were you, do, no, were hang you on. Like, let me tell you did what you happened. Giggle. Let me tell Hi. Hi. <laughs> no, he was he was like, I'm looking for Ray. I was like, You found him, mister. <laughs> no. No. He said, I'm looking for Ray. As he opens a Cadbury's caramel. Slow down, Posty. <laughs> <laughs> my kids my kids were in the kitchen and I answered the door. Ding dong. I'm looking for Ray. You're like, I don't have any children. I don't have any children. I've got no shut baggage. Up, shut Bye. up back there. <laughs> Uh, Tom Holland is at the door. <laughs> Shut up. Spider Man's right. He's older. Like your man is older, but yeah, that's what if we're if we're equating, we're talking like he's like Tom okay. Holland. And uh, no, what I actually did this is no word of a lie. I went once. <laughs> once I'd gone in class. I'm Ray. Yeah, thanks. There you go. Thanks. Oh, cheers. Thanks a million. Good luck. 
I closed the door and I went into the house and I was like, it was only like, the, it, was, it wasn't that it struck me initially upon looking at him. I closed the door already and I was in the house, but I went, Jesus, I think your man was very good looking, was he? It's a dawning realization. So, so I, I came in. I, no. I, inside. I came upstairs and looked out the front window to, to, to check out my 20 something year old Tom Holland oh, hot postman. I'm th- I'm a 39 year old straight man, father of two, and that's but what I'm doing. The, you're at the Bellex One grandmother twitching the curtains stage of lockdown, yeah. where it's like, nope, is it Kate? Will you be letting Kate in on the action tomorrow? Uh, I will actually because uh, she it was her that told me about the original good looking fella. I'm like, well, you see our new guy. He's uh, oh, this then this is amazing. So you're gonna have to. Oh my God, Ray, you're gonna have to order some large packages for him to have to deliver yeah. to call to the door so he can't just walk away and they say the first day he was just introducing himself today staying at the door now he's just going <laughs> to ring the door but I'll walk away so you're going to have to order some more computers no what I'll have to do is you know in the comments of the any special delivery instructions I'll have to say send the hot guy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and he'll be like Ray I'm not your piece of meat you can't this isn't just for you or what I should do is order a load of Tom Holland like calendars and memorabilia and Spider-Man <laughs> stuff and open it at the door I was like oh here's another one it looks like you I'm just I'm such as a man as he shouts Azerbaijan Azerbaijan at least two metres we have to go my piles are giving me jip Pat my piles are giving me jip God love him Pat Kenny there everybody uh, it's that's a that's a nearly an hour long podcast but oh, thoroughly Jesus. enjoyable thoroughly Moran's uh, uh, mental health has been attended to sufficiently. Thank you, for everybody, day. for uh, your help. Sixbitspod at gmail.com. Stay away from yourselves and, and each, each other. other. Mil- m- m- billionaire. Billionaire. Who wants to be a billionaire?